Welcome back, everybody, to the Nerdcore Podcast, the podcast reviews movies and talks that nerd shit. This is episode 470, and it is a... Um, yeah, is the next one here to talk? Did it also happen for you? What? what? Yeah, he just, he like... He stopped talking. Well, he like, like it just went, like, he... he yeah, there's like a, a little click, something. and, yeah, and then... I thought it was my mic. I'm like, no, oh, no. I was like, oh, well, we're here. Um, what's it called another episode of the Nerdcore. Uh, today's gonna be a little different, but um, of course, it's the Nerd Chicago here to host your solos. We're one of our co hosts in Yoda. What's up, everybody? What's going on? What's going on? And we also got Luis. Damn, what a welcoming introduction. Damn, you no, know, I don't gotta be here. Damn, Luis, you looking good. What's up? Hello, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know that if that's better. That, that uh, better for you. Yeah, that's way okay. better. Brad laughed at the uh, picture I sent him of you outside it of the, stuck. the. You stuck outside because you didn't take your keys. And you went to go oh. get the pizza. <laughs> I forgot we took that, or yeah. you took it, you fucker. Yep. I was yep. freezing. Oh man, but a happy uh, Wednesday, everybody! It has been a hectic, hectic, hectic week. Uh, I have been busy covering Sundance Film Festival. And uh, I am currently 33 movies in. I have seven more to go. And if I get more screeners, then I will add more to the coverage. But today we're going to be um, talking about uh, four movies from Sundance. And you're probably thinking, wow, Raul is a fucking asshole. He's as Brad and Luis here who weren't able to watch anything. Yeah, because fucker. to just hear him ramble on about movies that they didn't see. But it's the point of view. Yeah, you're a fucker, man. What an asshole. No, that's not the case. Not I'm all. just here so I don't get fined. Yeah. I'm hearing myself in the back, Luis. Are you? Yeah. That's you hearing yourself. That's, that's, you that's hearing how yourself. that works. I'm not hearing, hearing myself, dog. Yeah. I'm, I'm literally hearing myself. Like, I'm literally hearing myself. I already muted. Can you, can you hear him, Brad? I can, I can hear him. Oh, fuck. Yeah. All right, motherfucker. I can just. All right, well, um, so, yeah, uh, you're probably thinking that, right? And um, I can, you cannot be any wrong because what's it called? Uh, I actually did a couple of dumb mistakes uh, on my end. Um, there's a lot of dumb stuff I did this uh, this one. But one of my biggest uh, dumb mistakes... You're, you're allowed to, though. It's your first one. Yeah. Uh, my, my big dumb mistake that I did this festival was uh, buying a second screening ticket for a movie that I bought a premiere ticket for. So I had an extra ticket that I could transfer um, to Brad, and I sent him a movie that he could watch, a documentary. We're, we're going to talk about that one uh, today as well. And then, um, you know, uh, I, was a, I was a good friend uh, to Luis, and I bought him three tickets for movies to, to watch. And uh, we watched those three movies. And, I bought uh, that out of my own pocket, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. You know, what's it called? Uh, I just a roll. Roll push the purchase button. Yeah, I pushed the purchase <laughs> button. Yeah, uh, but... you put in your credit card info and push the purchase button. Yeah, actually, I I was behind Sundance. I am one of the uh, programmers. I am one of the director programmers of Sundance, and that's oh, the yeah. reason I've been able to just chill and mm -hmm. uh, do all these shows, man. Are we still poor. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah. sounds like a you problem. <laughs> <laughs> but um, today we're going to be talking about the territory. Am I okay? Watcher and 
after Yang. But before we get into any of that stuff, I want to hear from Brad because I haven't heard from him in a while, bro. What's up? How you doing, man? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Yeah. I nothing, miss you, man. Nothing much to report. Um, I did a Game Record episode. That was good. That, yeah, that was good. Like, me, me and Chill Zone were vibing. Uh, I don't know. Like, I've just been... Like, I watched Netflix with Brenda yesterday, so it was a pretty chill night. Yeah. We were supposed to do this yesterday, but Bre- when Luis was streaming, and then he finishes literally 30 minutes before we usually go on. You air. never told me anything about that. I could have told you, yeah, I'm about to, I'm about to end stream. It's because of the chair, man. The chair was sadly uncomfortable. Right now, yeah. we switched chairs since Raul isn't on his PC right now. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if he'll want it back after. I know he's probably going to go watch some shorts. Well, oh, right now, after we're done here, I got to go and watch yeah, some Yeah, so he doesn't really need it right now. Yeah. But I am mostly on my computer uh, streaming or editing. Yeah. So. But Luis, what's up with you? Even though we live together. I'm tired. <clears throat> For some reason, I feel like I need a nap, but also I, I, I can't. I go, yeah. I stuff. Um, but okay. that uh, yeah no I just I don't know I'm always tired. Uh, I am trying to to just grow physically and uh, spiritually, other worldly. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> can you move things with your mind yet? No, that's. Can you blow up things with your mind? I fucking wish, bro. You see that up? You see Chronicles? I think I'm hearing you through your webcam microphone, Brad. You gotta be fucking kidding me. Oh, I didn't even realize he does sound oh, like yeah. this bastard. <laughs> it's happening. Oh no, it happened. Is it again. actually on your webcam? Yeah. It... There we go. Oh shit. There we go. <laughs> but um, yeah. Uh we're gonna be talking about these films. And uh first of all, just of course want to thank you so much to the Sundance mm-hmm. Sundance Institute. Just want to thank mm-hmm. them all so much for allowing me to be able to cover this festival. It's been great so far. I've been having a great time. Um no problems to report on how the films play, no, no problems on whether like the, the app works or not. It's all been going great and um definitely the, you would hope with Sundance. Like Sundance is like yeah. world renowned, known, however yeah. you want to say it. You would hope they had their shit together. Yeah. And um, it's because I was hearing like stuff about like some of the films having like technical issues, like some of them weren't were playing, but like, you know, I've been pretty good. You know, I've been I've been watching uh, on a mixture of like on the iPad, on the TV or on the projector with the Roku. And it's like on three different devices, like they're all seem to be working pretty good. And, well, you also uh, chose the movies that a lot of people probably won't instinctively go for. <laughs> No, literally, most of the critics are fucking grabbing these right now. Everybody who's fucking doing press is grabbing these. Wow. Yeah. Sound like I'm like a buffs. I don't know. Sundance, invite me next time. Give me, make it like a TwitchCon and invite. uh, Yeah, maybe apply earlier. I didn't didn't know to apply earlier. Yeah, me neither, man. No, I'm talking specifically to Uh this. Nah, nah. Uh You gave that shit like a week before while I was. No, I gave it to you when I fucking applied. You got a week? Yeah, I got like yeah. a day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, point is that he fucking telling us yeah. laid us out while we're busy. Well, uh, I already gave Brad two ways to be able to get me what's it called something so I can apply him for the next ones that are coming up. But okay. uh, yeah, um, I I've had a great time, y'all, and uh, I'll talk more about that because I I really do want to get into talking about these films because I actually haven't been able to like you know talk about these movies other than like the first 
article I finally put up this week. Um, I just put it up today for uh, the Chilean film, The Cow Who Sang a Song into the Future. Uh, that's that's up that's, on the, on the a, site. That's quite a title. Yeah, a great great film, man. A great film. I, I liked it. So go and read that. Uh, and was, you it, know, was it better than First Cow? 1,000%. 1,000%. Yes. Okay. Not here to say anything else, but yes, 100%. But um, we're going to go in first into the film that Brad and I watched, and that is, of course, uh, The Territory. And, of course, these movies don't have Wikipedia articles because they're not uh, officially released yet. So I'm just going to read from the Sundance page. So um, uh, the indigenous Uruwawa uh, people have seen their population d- d- dwindle and their culture threatened since coming into contact with non-native Brazilians. Through promised dominion over their own rainforest territory, they have faced illegal in- 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 insurgents from environmentally destructive logging and mining, and most recently land-grabbing invasions spurred on by right-wing politicians like President Jair Bolsonaro. With deforestation escalating as a result, the stakes have become global. With unprecedented access and co-produced by the Uruwawa community, the territory drops the audience into the center of this conflict. Young indigenous leaders like Bitat and Ari, uh, along with their mentor, environmental activist Nadinha, risk their every lives to defend the rainforest. On the other side, Sergio leads an association of indigenous farmers eager to establish a settlement, while others like Martin Martin, impatient and entitled, strike out on their own, clear-cutting the forest to establish a homestead with the government unwilling to stop this brazen encroachment. The Uruwawa set up their own media team using technology to expose the truth and fight back. Uh, of course, this film is uh, directed by Alex Pritz, and it's um, <clears throat> uh, executive produced. It's produced, not executive produced, I'm sorry. It's produced by the likes of uh, Darren Aronofsky, Will and Miller, uh, Sigrid uh, Diarkajir, Le- Lizzie uh, Guillet, and somebody called Anonymous Anonymous, <laughs> and a crap ton of uh, executive producers. Um, and of course, what's it called? Uh, Co produced by the Uruwawa people. Uh, cinematography is by Alex Pritz himself and Tange Uruwawa. Uh, and the uh, music is done by Katya Mihalovia. And the editing is done by Carlos Rojas Felice. And then what's it called? It is a film from Brazil, but it is a code code production between Denmark and the United States. And the film is spoken in Portuguese, 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 and Tupicawai. And it comes in at a hour and 26 minutes. So um, I'll open the floor up. Uh, Brad, what were your initial thoughts on this, man? What did you think? Uh, real raw and heartbreaking. Yeah. I, like throughout the whole film. Like it's just blow after blow after blow. Are, are we allowed to talk um, spoilers on this just the, through it? Or um, No, I don't think so. Okay. Based on the galleries, festivals, yeah. I don't uh, think we are. Well, we are not under embargo anymore. Well, let's, 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 just in case, let's, let, I'll yeah. keep I'll keep my comments to that. And I think you know which parts I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah there's like so we let's not go into like Luis, I, I, i'll, I'll say one is a phone oh call. it's a legit three decibels i don't know you're just loud you're just a loud motherfucker well yeah i'm loud 
Fuck all. I'll, I'll, so I'll say one is the phone call. Mm-hmm. There's a phone call in there that's just like tough to listen to, and two was was the murder. Yeah. Um. This movie is like I mean this like we rarely talk about documentaries here. Like we did a whole documentary month. Uh, that was about like, it. What was that? Yeah. Like four years ago. Yeah, four years ago. <laughs> We've been doing this for like five. Sounds like a certain month that should be longer than just one month. Oh, yeah, we know. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of movies, Luis. Okay. Yeah, there's so mm. many movies, man. But um, this this was this was really good, and uh, this just this just this week got picked up by uh by National Geographic. So National Geographic just picked this one up, and they're gonna be playing it. But um, this movie is super raw. Like this doesn't hold back at all. Like. Because I think we all had been hearing about like what was going down there. A lot of us probably more what because you, of like you know you being always close. hear deforestation of the rainforest. Yeah, but nobody. I mean, where we live, we don't fucking know. We barely have trees. Yeah. <laughs> but like, what's it called? Last year, not last year. I think it was 2020. Uh, 2020, when we were just seeing all through social media, like, oh my god, the what's it called? Um, the um, the Amazon rainforest is burning again, and it's like. People are like, oh, here we go again. You know, it's climate change and climate. Change. And people were like, you know, the Brazilians specifically were like, you guys don't get it. Like, that's not what it is. It's, it's not exactly what it is. Like, it is a big factor about it, of course. But there's but some it's assholes. Not exactly what it is. It's it's what has been uh, been what has been aided by uh, Bolsonaro's uh, regime and you, you know, you don't. This. You also have to understand that that most people that watch this that are questioning that about, oh, here we go again. Their their limitations don't allow for certain realities to go through and to accept them. That in which case we have to go to the following movie that may fit their bill, which is Real Two, where we see deforestation. All right, happen. bro, get out of here, bro. Stop, man. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, Stop. it's 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 like uh, people that say uh, though that's like, oh, here we go again with this climate change bs or the whole propaganda and whatnot those are the same people that even though we see clear pictures of of companies and major name companies uh mind you uh are doing these things that aren't it's not uh it's it's not always the climate change that's causing forest fires right it could be man-made yeah for many and in this case it was you know there was what's it called a right-wing extremists and people ate backed by Bolsonaro's uh, government that were going to, you know, going in there and burning parts of the rainforest so that way they could be able to clear land for their homes. Just, just turning turning a blind eye to what's going yeah. on. And, yeah. I mean, there was a part in it where it's like, oh, we don't even believe you. Like, yeah. and they were like the people that are supposed to be helping them. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but I also like, you know, just how like the film also shows that the indigenous people were like, you know, advancing with this because like everybody always kind of has this idea of speci- even specifically like South American indigenous people. Right. They're like, like oh, they're a bunch of savages with sticks yeah. and spears, right? Well, it's yeah, like it, no, like we advance. We're using cameras now to like document this. Not just cameras, we... drones. Mm, drones. Let's get this. Let's get this right. Drones. Mm-hmm. Like legit. Yeah, d- drones have been a huge help for a lot of just not not just like um filmography and and uh content creators but like um people that salvage history architects like those things have helped capture history in its truest form in the most difficult ways that we physically cannot be able to do aside from kind of talk about like how they're documenting their language too to make sure that 
doesn't yeah, get what's the, lost. Mm-hmm. Lost because we've yeah, lost through so. camera, well, yeah. through just filmmaking. That's mm-hmm. what they're doing. Yeah. Also, hi, Michelle. Hey, Michelle. Yeah, hey, Michelle. Um, but I mean, the film just the film is so raw. It's so what's it called? Uh, it's very. Re- I mean, it's, it's, it it takes you in there, man. And um, you know, of course, we also get the side of the uh, the uh, the aggressors in all this, and it's just wild to see how like some of them are like, you know, I don't care. It's my land it, now. Like you know, yeah, I'm here. like there was total just just backwards thinking of well it's my land now yeah but it was nice to see like their houses get kind of burned down right <laughs> yeah well i love that how like at one point when like you know and i don't want to go like like you said too it's spoilers but like one of them was like oh here we found a little camp huh burn it <laughs> fuck them <laughs> fuck them <laughs> yeah but no. um great documentary i really like this one i gave uh, what's but, it called uh, i really like this one and then also, we we have to go into just how the, their numbers have been decimated. Um, like they're they're down to a like co- like COVID years. like came in like they they mentioned COVID at the end of this film, and mm. it's just it's just killing numbers. Yeah, yeah, ah, man, and it's just it's like I'm telling you, it doesn't really hold it doesn't hold back from showing everything that it's showing, and uh, it's just it's also shot beautifully. I mean, there's some shots that are just fucking nuts. That just that drone shot of the whole Amazon rainforest. Mm-hmm. Where you see what's already been destroyed and what's still up, it's like wow, like holy shit, you can see it like right there, and uh, yeah. But there's also some stuff in here that's like very, very, very emotional. Just like what's getting brought up, and like it's like really fucking like just that whole la- these those last fifteen to twenty minutes of this film are just like really, really tough to get. Like to me to get like I was like, oh my fucking god, like this this isn't happening. Like I can't believe this is actually fucking happening but um yeah i really like this uh this film and um uh, I, I i don't know what to give uh, scores right now because i'm i'm kind of working around that but um at the moment i'm i'm about like an eight out of ten i'm at an eight out of ten right now i'm Brad, at a i'm at a five out of we didn't even watch the movie Luis, <laughs> shut up i don't you didn't want to buy it for me man it's not yeah, my I fault buy it for you bro yeah yeah, yeah. Brad, what's it called what are you what are you gonna go ahead and give nah, the I mean, you bought it for me i thought it was a nine out of ten Nice. It's definitely one of the best documentaries of this. Of this. I mean that we that we've seen on the show, seen. which have, haven't been very many, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, we haven't watched a lot. Of we them. haven't watched a whole lot <laughs> of documentaries. Well, after which we this should festival, honestly, we we should. Yeah. I have watched a fuck ton of documentaries now, bro. I'm like, um, are, now are you going to be? Are you going to be reviewing movies coming out of WrestleCon in March? Like. Ready to rumble too, too ready to rumble, <laughs> brother. The whole Hogan oh, no. story and a beautiful mind. Steiner math explained that. I would watch that last one. I would watch that. I would rewatch. I don't the think shit I would last one, watch Stacey. either. <laughs> yeah. A beautiful mind. Steiner math explained. I would watch the shit. <laughs> um. So now let's go into the ones that that Luis and myself were able to watch. Um, Luis, I want to go first. Let's just first go go with um. Let's let's go from like. What I because I think we kind of were both on the same page with some of these. Um, let's just go first with I am. Am I okay? I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. think that's physically possible, but yeah. Um, also keep in mind, uh, that Raul, whenever he suggested buying some of these movies for me, this dude, I swear to God, you ask him what the movie's about, he doesn't give you a synopsis, doesn't give you cast, doesn't give you a story plot. He gives you the area of which the region the film came from. 
one of them was a story about a struggling family that just so happened to be in Brazil. He said, oh, it's just a Brazilian film. And this one, uh, I am not okay. Am I okay? Oh, am I okay? Um, I asked, what's this going to be about before you buy it? And he said, oh, it's an LGBTQ film. I'm like, that could be any number of movies that I can name right now. I can name five off the top of my head. I'm not the best at describing, bro. Um, Yeah, if I can know it. But um, I am not okay. That was an interesting movie to see. All right, well, let me go ahead and introduce it first. Let me go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought you did that. My bad. No, not yet, bro. (laughs) Let me me go ahead. uh, All right, so am I okay? Uh, once again, I'm reading from Sundance's uh, site here. Lucy and Jane are the best of friends. They finish each other's sentences, predict every detail of each other's food order, and pretty much know everything about each other. But when Jane is promoted at work and agrees to move to London for her new position, Lucy confesses her deepest, long-held secret. She likes women. She has for a long time, and she's terrified by her, by this later in life realization. Suddenly, their friendship is thrown into chaos as the two choose different routes by which to navigate the unexpected changes in their lives. Tig Nataro and Stephanie Aline, uh, Stephanie Aline's directorial debut feature, feature debut is an exceptionally sweet and charming love story about two adults working through the complexities of self-discovery and personal awakening, anchored by endearing performances and the undeniable chemistry between Dakota Johnson and Lucy and Sonoya Mizuno, the I mean, Dakota Johnson as Lucy and Sonoya Mizuno as Jane. Am I okay? Is a relatable, poignant, and often humorous look at the transformative power of human vulnerability. Luis, what did you think about Am I okay? First of all, this lighting is doing wonders for my orange skin because all I see is orange. Second of all, <laughs> um, you know, I haven't seen much of Dakota in other films. The one I mainly know her from is Fifty Shades of Grey. And you already know what that's about. Um, so with that, I'm like, I have no clue how this is going to be acting-wise and actor-wise. And then uh, Tig, who I've only seen acting in Army of the Dead, which came out last year, I had no idea what to expect, right? Um but to my surprise, I actually did enjoy it. There were items where it's like, okay, well, I can clearly tell this is kind of like a new thing for them to go into, um, just director-wise. And this is coming from someone that hasn't made a feature film, so this is just criticism from I wannabe. But still, there were there are certain things where it, it kind of doesn't make sense uh, on the editing-wise, story-wise. The pacing for me was a bit, it's it's weird. It's that weird, not even middle ground where it's a, a nice amount. It's like at times it goes too slow and at times it goes too fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, it's like I'm lost on how long I have left and also on what is the next, what, what's the next problem that might show up in the act or what's the solution. Because um, honestly, the ending, I wasn't really expecting it from 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 like beginning to end Mm -hmm. and yet i expected it all too well yeah 
Um, so uh, I also just found out that Will Ferrell produced this. That's that's pretty crazy. Oh, huh? what? Yeah, he produced this. Oh my god. Brad's just like, what? <laughs> that makes no sense. The man who made elf. Yeah, yep. yeah, the man who was an elf. Hi Griffin. Uh nice to see you in the chat. Hey Griffin. Yeah. Uh but um I uh I did not like this movie. And um I thought that um First, I'll go with what I like. Uh, once called because there are things I like. I like Dakota Johnson in this film. Uh, I very much think that her and uh, and uh, Sonoya have incredible chemistry, and it really shows in this film. Um, but I, what's it called? Really, I really liked. I really didn't like a lot of this movie. I thought that it was edited to absolute. I was just like, well, it was edited pretty like choppy, and there was parts where like you're like, why are we cutting here? Like. You know why are we adding this insert of a reaction here, and then we we're going back to the wide, and then we're going back to the close up, and then we're going into a different close up, and it's like, you know, I thought the the, the editing was kind of like all over the place. Now, me. now, who did the editing? Was that the director who did the editing? No, no, but they do have a part in saying and say like, no, no, yeah. no, I don't want that. Switch it. To yeah, this. we got two different editors here. We got Kayla M. Emter and Glenn uh, Sc- Sc- Scannelbury. Mm-hmm. It sounds uh, like you got too many editors in the kitchen. That might be it. Yeah, that might be it. but um, you know um. I think that the film also has a really interesting story. Um, and I think that you can handle it, uh, you know, pretty well when, when you're bringing it up like as a rom-com kids, cause this is kind of what, a, what it is kind of like a rom-com ish, like kind of like a little drama coming of age, coming of age drama. Cause, cause uh, like the ending wasn't really wrong. A romantic. It was more so like, Oh, yeah. They, yeah, they figured it out. Yeah. But like, I felt like the script was also kind of lacking and like some of the dialogue was kind of like, uh, and I just, I, yeah, I didn't really like this movie. And, um, but I think that, um, it's, it's definitely a first feature. And I think that, um, the, 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 the more that, uh, Tignataro and her wife, uh, her career, their careers, uh, what's her name? Stephanie, uh, Stephanie Aline, Stephanie Aline and Tignataro's careers kind of like, you know, uh, progress. I think they'll be able to, you know, Let's go make make a better film for sure. And um, I'll say that um, I did I did like you know some of the cinematography choices, but um, I, overall, I, I this movie wasn't. Yeah, I didn't like this movie. It wasn't. I hate to use the the phrase "wasn't for me" because I think that's just like a. I think it's like a no, cop out. I think it's a cop no. out. No, I think it's a cop out. It's like you know, not everything is for you, but that doesn't mean that you can't. What's called you know appreciate some stuff out of it. So. Uh, you know, I'll just say that I, I, I just this didn't one, this one didn't land with me, and uh, yeah, I would give this movie a uh, f- five, uh, four and a half out of ten. Uh, this was a four and a half out of ten. And uh, Luis, what are you gonna go ahead and get the film? That's way lower than I thought you were gonna give it. Honestly, I'll give it a seven point five out of ten. Like it was like it, it, it like it's not specifically for me, but I could relate to a lot of the characters and some of the actions that were implied, even some of the lines. Like, I was going through it where I was like, yo, this is bringing back flashbacks. I don't <laughs> like this. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to need, I'm gonna need that, that, that antagonist to, to cool down on the whole leading on with my girl Dakota out here. She already yeah. been through one bad relationship in another film before. I don't need her going through another. Um, so with that, it's like it 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 does seem to come from a, a genuine place. It's not like they're creating something from nothing, right? They they've probably experienced these things in their own lives. And 
although my experience was definitely not <laughs> technically part of the LGBTQ community, as I am a uh, straight male, uh, it still was it still had that familiarity, which like is is weird to say that it's like oh okay maybe I, I can kind of relate to it. Um, and with that, that's just, that's why I bring it up to a seven point five. The the where the points go off is the editing because it was it was a bit choppy. I'm not gonna lie. It's all right. They got it. They can. They got another shot. They can go ahead and do another film, and we'll come back to it. Um, but the editing and uh, certain parts of where like times go slow or fast, which which isn't that bad honestly that's a passing i definitely rate. agree with the pacing though like there are moments where like it, it starts like it's going slow and we're like oh where when are we really going to get into the meat and bones of this and then it picks up and you're like oh crap but it's going way too fast and then we're just like at the end and then we're like oh like i really didn't see this coming but i also kind of saw this coming in a way like you said and uh yeah. Also, who gave my girl the code of the car we know damn well she doesn't have a license and they let her drive in this film uh, <laughs> oh God, Tarantino directed. Oh no, God, no, 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 no. no, no. The, God, I'm thankful that he didn't. No. Um, our next one is uh, Watcher. Uh, Watcher is directed by uh, Chloe Acuno, Acuno, and uh, written by Zach Ford. And uh, of course, this is its synopsis. Julia joins her husband when he relocates to his family's native Romania for a new job. However, I mean, having recently abandoned her acting career, she was an actress? When did we ever? All right. Having recently abandoned her acting career, she finds herself frequently alone and, un and unoccupied. One night, people, people watching from her picture window, she spots a vague figure in an adjacent building who seems to be looking back at, at her. Soon after, while alone at a local movie theater, Julia's sense of being which uh, being watched intensifies, and she becomes certain she's being followed. Could it be some be, be the same unknown neighbor? Meanwhile, if meanwhile a serial killer known as the Spider stalks the city, utilizing near vacant Bucharest Bucharest uh, streets and uh, an expensive luxury apartments. Director Chloe Acuno and cinematographer Benjamin Kirk Nielsen design compositions that are both exquisite and unsettling with every shadow offering cover for potentially imminent danger. But beneath the tension of Okuno's uh, hypnotic auteur vision, Watcher is an elegantly simple depiction of one woman calculating in real time whether to trust her own sense of peril. Uh, Micah Monroe vividly conveys Julia's nervous discomfort as no one takes her intuition seriously and she pivots between self-doubt and defiant aggression. The film uh, depicts uh, as, as, as contains depictions of violence and gore. I don't know why I had to read that. Um, yeah, um, Luis, let's go ahead. And, let's go ahead and get it, man. Uh, give me your thoughts. Give me your thoughts. All right. On so Raul bought this thing for me, thinking he was gonna. Uh, I, I was gonna like it because he knows I like horror movies, um, and I was like. Sure. All right. Tell me about it. He says it's a it's a uh, it takes place in Romania. I'm like fucking doesn't tell me shit. Let's go. Um, so going through it, uh, I was wondering when the the horror aspect would come in because I'm not gonna lie. 
I don't know if this is their first movie or even whoever wrote this script, like their first script, but it was heavily lacking. Um, and it's just, I mean, I'm, yeah, the scenes and the sh- some of the shots were actually very beautiful, very well aligned. They they chose their shots good, carefully, but that doesn't equate to it being a good movie. Because when I tell you, this felt was it two hours? Row that that the film was, or was it an hour and thirty, like the minimum? I don't remember, but it this felt film, long. This film is um ninety one minutes, an hour and thirty one minutes. Okay, it felt longer than that, and that's usually not what you want. Um, we didn't even actually take breaks during this. I think we only took a break once, and that's only because we got food and we had to go pick it up. Yeah, I think we straight shot this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we watched it all through it, and then up until the end, we were like, "What? So what's gonna happen?" Uh, and even the end was like, "Okay, if this is how it's gonna end, at least add the the thing of killing the killer, right?" And then leaving it off at that. And I mean, it, it's not really spoilers, but. The ending kind of whack. Not gonna lie, how he just rolls to credits doesn't really do it for me. But, but this is just me, me getting into the thing of uh, trying to put one reason for this story's creation to another is it could be used to tell how men and women don't really. I mean, uh, sorry, just uh, men in a relationship don't really always believe their significant other's uh words like uh if someone says hey babe uh i think someone's following me and watching me all around the city i don't feel safe you don't gaslight them into thinking they're crazy you know so with that being said like this may be used as also a depiction of saying you know women aren't always heard right right that's the only positive take that I that I'm taking from this as it, it can be used to describe that absolute truth that we live or well not we because I don't we can't relate to 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 uh, the main character's life. Um, but aside from that, honestly, it was very lacking. It's from the movies that I watched in Sundance. It's at the bottom for me. All right. Um... Yeah, I'm kind of at, well, not exactly is it at the bottom for me, but also, hi, Kylie, thank you for joining us. And Griffin, thank you for joining us in the uh, in the chat. Uh, hope the migraine gets better. Uh, I'm glad you enjoyed Sunday. One dance movie did you do? <laughs> I'm not done. I'm not even done. <laughs> not even close to being done with these movies. Um, I, um, I'm i kind of in the same boat with you, man. Um, I thought the movie, I didn't like this movie. Um, I thought this movie moves way too slow. And uh, in, not in the sense of like a slow burn that needs to happen, where it's it's more of like, a, I think we're meandering way too much here and we're not picking up the pace so that way we can get to where we need to get. Um, I do very much like the performances Mike from Michael Monroe and Carl Glussman, and I very like very much like the cinematography. And I think that 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 those choices are something that, I, that stood out to me. Um and I also liked uh, Irina. I liked uh, Madalena Anea as Irina. I thought she was she was charming as hell. And um, I think that uh, those are those are aspects that I like about the film. But I think that the film meanders way too much. Um, I think that it starts off 
at a really good spot. Like it really grabs my attention at first and it just lost me after a while. Cause I, cause we were like, okay, so what are we kind of doing here? Like we're not moving forward. We're kind of like reiterating the reiterating the thing, the same thing that's been said like three or four times before. And it's like, we're not kind of moving forward, but it's just the film just doesn't work uh, for me in, in a, in a sense. It's just, uh, it didn't, it didn't do it. And, uh, I think that it does have a lot to say, and that's what I will give it its praise. It has a lot to say about the way that that uh, specifically women are, are treated in relationships and stuff like that. But um, I think that... Keep in um, mind, about like a, a person that's like not bueno, like red flag people. To simplify yeah. it, like red flag people, but yeah. yeah. And also, Bern Gorman plays a great serial killer. Uh, what's it called? Uh, what's it called? The Watcher plays a great watch. The Watcher. God damn, that man is creepy as hell. Dude, oh, <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. It's the that's the. He's like the star of the show. On like, if you want, yeah, if you want a good horror part, like a uh, main villain, dude. He he's he's scary, man. He's creepy yeah. in other movies that he's not supposed he's to be creepy. creepy. And I'm like, yo, bro, turn that turn that level down. Crank it down. We're we're a he's little got too the high. Bill Skarsgård face. Like he's got the face that's just like creepy. Except when Bill Skarsgård fucking smiles, it's like, oh, he's smiling. When he smiles, it's like, oh, he's smiling. Mm, that oh. creepy shit. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah no. Mm-hmm. It no just... Not to be rude to the guy, he's probably super nice from what we know. Oh yeah, but apparently like... he was great on set with the kids. Yeah, but um, there's just also like characters that kind of get introduced, and then they just get you know abandoned, and it's like. What are we doing here? Like, it's just, yeah, I, this one just didn't do it for me. And um, I think that um, I, it, it, is a, it is a directorial feature debut, Brett Luis. And uh, I think that uh, that it's one of my least favorites, but it's still very much a uh, very, imp- it's, it, it's an impressive film. Yeah. And I think that, you know, just tuning up, you know, the stories, aspects and storytelling, you know, you'll, you'll make a better film next time. Yeah, I think. Hey, yeah, props. You made yeah. a fucking feature film. Which, yeah, props. And that's yeah. something that not a lot of people can do. Now, of course, uh, let's go ahead and talk about After Yang. After Yang. Uh, yeah. Uh, After Yang is directed by Koganada and, uh, and also uh, written by Koganada. And um, yeah, it uh, stars Colin Farrell, Jody Turner Smith, Justin H. Min, Malia Emma Jandiwija. Um, and Haley Lou Richardson. Let's go ahead and read this year. Um, an Alexander Weinstein short story adapted by Sundance alumni, alum, alum, alumnus Koganada, who is known for his other film, Columbus, after Yang premiered at this year's Cannes Film Festival. Uh, this, this is supposed to say last year, because it was last year. But uh, when, Yang, when Yang, a lifelike, artificially intelligent android that Jake and Kyra by as a companion for their adopted daughter, abruptly stops functioning. Jake want, just wants him repaired quickly and cheaply. But having purchased Yang, certified refurbished from a now defunct store, he's led first to a conspiracy theories technician and then a, a technology museum curator who discovers that Yang was actually recording memories. Jake's quest eventually becomes one of existential introspection and contemplating his own life as it passes him by. In Astati at heart, Koganada only vaguely hints at the futuristic science fiction setting and accompanying climate catastrophe, instead crafting a serene, meditative, compassionate story that invents the trusted theme of robots exploring what it means to be human 
by showing a human trying to understand this artificial being who was part of his family. Punctuated with humor and joyness, joyousness, after Yang's quiet power lies in its timely contemplation of how we create meaning and experience loss. And Brad, I will tell you right now, because this movie comes out in March. You have to watch. You have to watch. This is going to be a review on the podcast for spoilers, because this is going to be kept in way. This movie, wow. Uh, I'll go release first. Please go ahead and give us your thoughts on After Yang. All right. Let's get ready. Because this was technically my first movie that Raul got for me. And honestly, it's on my number one. Like, I've gotten glimpses and heard a good amount of dialogue from other Sorry films. to interrupt, Luis. We forgot to give a score for, for Watcher. What are you going to give Watcher? Oh, shit. I'll give it a 6.5 out of 10. All right. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and give Watcher a 5.5 out of 10. Mm. I'm right there behind you a bit. But, um, yeah, continue on. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, after Yang. Um... This one actually, I didn't. I forgot to ask what's it about. Um, Ro was just like, "Got you this. Come watch it with me." I'm like, <laughs> "I mean, yeah, no, I, I forgot to ask in general." I I'm can't like, even explain this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as we the screen started, I'm like, 824. I'm like, "Oh fuck!" I know exactly how this could either go. It could go either really disturbing, incredibly fast, or it could go into like a yo, that, that, what the fuck? But like, hey. All right, can I get more type of scenario? And I prefer the latter because uh, I don't want to watch fucked up shit that will trauma tra traumatize me. That's portrayed as horror, but it's it's, it's it could be other things. Um, but After Yang was really a beautiful piece, um, and I just gotta say, Colin, Colin, man's always been impressed with him. Uh, like this just goes to show I'm excited for his role and character design for Penguin in the upcoming The Batman. But uh dude, he sold it and then just just going through all the motions. And as a philosophy student, I fell in love with the idea that this film was trying to study. And as a person that's also taking the minds and machine courses. Uh, which basically goes into the question of this film of like robotics and uh, what it means to be human and could a robot technically be human, right? Or have that human ability. And it it, it, it goes through all those interesting topics that I've just got fucking love to see in film, but not just see, like actively try to question it. What exactly is living? What exactly is being human? What exactly is feeling? Because you give those to a robot, they ask you, what is this? But if you allow the robot to get a greater understanding, it'll ask questions. It'll try to understand. It'll create a simplified version of what it could be. And that's just lovely. And, dude, the, the absolute imagery that they have in this film, beautiful. Just absolutely the production beautiful. Design is on dude, the production design, the actual score for the film. For those that watch anime and that follow the anime movies, um, a silent voice was very reminiscent to me from this film. And not in the sad part of the uh, whole kind of tired of life kind of eh, uh, scenarios in those films, but the actual beauty of like, why, uh, why do I live, right? Why am I living? Why am I existing for? Why am I feeling? 
and just it takes a lot for me to cry like there's only been three movies that actively make me cry first watch that's a silent voice soul and coco those three movies have actually made me ball out cry and not even like the just do like the silent i i can't like I don't want to go all out, just holding it in, but tears are still like that painful cry, like the oh my mm. god. And I am honestly very happy that I got a chance to watch this because mm-hmm. it, it 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 does. I want to own this film. I'm not gonna lie, in my collection mm-hmm. just to show my family, yeah. and and that's to say something because I don't really show my family that type of stuff. But I feel like they would, they'd be confused at first, but also they'd be like, holy shit, like damn yeah um oh. and that's and it's good that you bring up coco because i mean rachel here says after yang was like ex machina meets bicentennial man meets yeah, coco. yeah. and uh um what's it called by the way hi rachel thank you for being here um i uh, i i'm in the same i mean it's really hard to bring up yeah. the words what i thought this is my first five star of the year this is my first perfect score of the year um well, not perfect score. What's it called? Uh, no, that's my, perfect my, for me. My score is my score is like around a nine out of half, nine and a half out of ten, only because there's like one thing that gets introduced that they never like like you know get back into it. You know they never which really. Which is it? Which is it? The whole corporate like the corporate conspiracy shit. Like they're like oh like it gets brought up and then it just like never gets brought up again and it's like oh it's like it's like John Wake. We know that that word exists, but it never gets brought up again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I guess. I mean, he even said it. He wants to keep that part, that futuristic company is uh, like not yeah. really important. But okay. But also, like, I, I feel like on a on a rewatch, it's probably you know we'll we'll see what that rewatch does. But um, this this movie's masterful. I mean, this is this Coco Nada makes an incredible film from start to finish. I mean, the production design, the cinematography, the the performances from our from our from our actors here. I mean. Colin Farrell is just incredible, dude. Holy I, I shit, can. Dude. And he got, we got him shirtless. Yeah. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, also like, um, just our, like, who are supposed to be like the robots here? Like, they give a great performance just trying to act uh, like robots. Like, cyber humanoids, if I remember uh, correctly. Actually, that's te- the... no, techno, techno sapiens. Techno sapiens. Yeah. 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 Um, but like, there's just so much going on here. Like, just like the messages and the themes of like existentialism and all that, and they're all just like coming coherently to create this like beautiful movie. That there was like a certain monologue that's going on, and I looked. I no, it's not the mon. It's like like one of those sequences where I even told Luis. Like, I look at Luis. I'm like, Luis. I think I'm I'm getting like really fucking emotional right now. Like, I'm 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 tearing up a bit here those are the moments that i felt while watching it's the it's the the uh, the audio cue synced up with the visuals that was going yeah. on and the message that's that yeah. whole combination yeah it gets you riled up yeah it's, it's, oh it's just yeah this movie's going to be officially released in march by a24 y'all and um of course we will do a, a full-on spoiler review for this show on this show when we get to it because i do want brad to watch this movie because I think that this movie is fucking fantastic. I really do think this movie is really fantastic. It is uh, my second favorite film of the festival. And it is my first five star of the year. And uh, I didn't think that I'd be giving a five star literally in January. When the month, when the year barely starts. But this yeah, movie just. Five. <laughs> shut up. This movie just surprised me in a way that like. I wasn't expecting to get this out of this movie. 
and also being somebody who has never seen a movie from Coconada. So I was just, I was really impressed. And um, yeah, I, God, man, I'm telling you this, this, this movie is, you need to, you all need to see this movie. And it sucks that the second screening already passed for this movie, but if it does win in awards, if it wins an awards, uh, an award at the, at, oh wait, no, it's not in competition. Never mind, It's not a competition. Uh, but I, I thought that if it won an award, they will do the awards screenings for these films. So I was going to say, fuck it. I'm going to just buy Brad a $20 ticket so I can have him watch this. But they, this one's not in competition. So um, this movie was just really good, guys. Please seek this out in March when it gets released. And uh, let's hope it's in Dolby. Like Dolby oh, Vision. Man. Dude, because on the TV, I don't think it was 4K, but some of the, some of the scenes that we have, yeah. fucking phenomenal, dude. Yeah. No, I'm I'm dying to watch this in the theater to really see like yeah, the extent of those colors because like the most that we got was H was in HD. We got in 1080p, but like what's and of course it was probably upscaled on our on our on, on your TV, right? But like, it might have been honestly. That's yeah. why it just looked fucking phenomenal. Yeah, but uh, yeah, guys, uh, please seek this out. This one was fantastic, and uh, yeah, I didn't expect myself to be this surprised by a film like this early in this year, but I really like this. And of course, I want to thank you all so much for being here. And uh, I want to thank uh, my friends here, my wonderful co-host and my wonderful other co-hosts too. Being here, we did great. Um, Brad, you know, what's it called? I wish I, I wish I had a way of buying you tickets too. What's it called? Buy me I one. I, I got you one though. I got you one, right? What's it called? Uh, but um, there's a lot more coverage to come, guys. So stay tuned to the nerdcore.com. There's a lot of stuff coming up with that. And uh it's probably going to be a little more silent, y'all, because I do have seven more movies to get through, and I do have an interview tomorrow, hopefully. And, uh, you know, we have a bunch of stuff that's coming up, but we're, we're doing great things here. And I had one interview already with the short film uh, director and the producer, so uh, Luis is editing that for me because it is in Spanish, so we're going to get subtitles on it. So uh, Yeah, because he first... speaks pocho. Pocho. But, uh, yeah. Of course, it has been a wonderful time, and I want to thank everybody in here who was, who was watching. I want to thank everybody who's listening on the replay. I do want to thank our wonderful Patreon supporters. Thank you so much for being uh, for helping us out and making these shows happen. And let's be real, y'all. If it wasn't for any of y'all, I probably wouldn't even be covering Sundance because we wouldn't have been able to afford the, the website or the domain. And uh, chances are, I probably wouldn't have been able to do any of this. So thank, thank you all so much, man. Uh, and I'm glad that we were able to get some podcast reviews in here because uh, I wanted to spread a little bit of the uh, the the coverage between you know the um, between this uh, this the podcast and the uh, website. So uh, yeah, with that said, oh, okay, Luis. Damn, Luis. Well, I'll plug it for Luis. Don't worry. Uh, I want to thank our associate producer Sarah, and I want to thank our executive producer Shane. Where can they find Shane, Brad? You follow our friend Shane at twitch.tv slash XSRK or on Twitter at XSRK underscore Ogo or go buy something from the Suppy God at thriftedil.com or pick something up in person, Present City Vintage in Illinois. Yep. Meeting up with him next next uh, next month, man. I'm excited, dude. I'm going to go and get some stuff. Get so, your shirt. Get my shirt, bro. Uh, but um, of course, we want to thank our wonderful writers as well. Our first one is Tony. Hey, Tony. At Real Nerdy Dad on Twitter. And at our wonderful Kylie. At Kylie PLI on Twitter. And Kylie P Sports. 
90 on uh, on Instagram. Thank you, Kylie. We uh, we just we did our uh, our Venom Let There Be Carnage um, commentary, and next is our commentary with our other writer, Rachel. Who you can follow at the Lucky Pe uh, Lucky Peach with a V instead of a U on all social platforms. We're gonna be doing June 1984. Yeah, God help us. God helps so. <laughs> but uh, I'm excited to uh, at least do the first commentary with uh, Rachel for their uh, for their patronage. So, uh, yeah, I thank you all so much uh, for being for being here, y'all. And we will see you all on the next one. But in the meantime, please stay safe out there. And uh, if you can afford some of these screenings, my friends, I would recommend you all watch some of these movies. They're great. And uh, I, if you want to go ahead and look at what what I recommend the most, go over to the uh, my letterbox, the Nerdy Chicano, and look at the list of what I've got and look at those scores. Um, I definitely recommend some that are really like really good, but I've also been missing out on some really big ones that people are you know raving about. So uh, we'll see what's up. Maybe those award screen. Maybe I'll get a coupon for those award screen uh, screenings. But uh, we'll see what's up. Uh, of course, I'm gonna go ahead and pass it to my friend Brad. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Luis. Let them know where they can keep up to date with all the stuff that you're doing too. Oh, uh, I'm more active on Twitch at Luigi on Twitch, uh, on Instagram, Luigi on IG, uh, TikTok, Luigi on TK. <laughs> you get the gist. So basically, I rebranded to my name being uh, Luigi, L-U-I-G, and on whatever platform you're looking for. And you'll probably find me there. Aside from my actual website, which is being updated currently, it's heavy, it's it's actually difficult to update a website to your liking by yourself without actually having a computer. But uh, my website is Lecture Studios, where you can check out my short films and my directorial work and um, streams, Spotify, podcast, all of that jazz. Uh, it'll quiet down on Spotify. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just, just go to the website and you'll find everything about more about me. All right. And with that said, I'm going to go ahead and pass it over to my uh, wonderful bearded co-host right here, Brad. Send him out. All right, Raul. Thank you being host as always. Thank you, Luis, for joining us today to go over reviews of movies, one I watched and others I didn't. Thank you to all those who joined us in chat today. Thank you to everyone who listens to us. All our Patreon supporters, we appreciate each and every one of you. And in this episode, I'm just going to say oh, keep watching movies any way you can. And yeah, we probably should watch more documentaries. Young Yoda out. <laughs>